0: Welcome to PTG TV. This is your host, Antonio Hicks, aka Escaping the Matrix. In this episode of Real Talk and Conversation with today's candidate, I welcome on Manswell Peterson, Georgia Secretary of State candidate. Maswell is a native of Albany, Georgia, and a product of the Dalton County School System. Maswell served in the United States Navy during the First War in Desert Storm and is now a disabled veteran. He also formerly served as a senior corporal and senior supervisor for the Albany Police Department. And following his time in the military and law enforcement careers, he was a professor at Darden State College in Albany, teaching courses in criminal justice and homeland security. He's authored over 20 books, writes movies, television shows, and is an active member of Omega Psi Phi fraternity. Manswell currently lives in Albany with his wife and youngest son. His wife, Latonya, is also a professor teaching online criminal justice courses at American Intercontinental University. Welcome on the show, Manswell. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you. So the first question I ask all my guests when they come on, everybody running for office is, who who are you? Who the hell are you? Who is Manswell?
1: (laughs) Believe it or not, I'm a guy that loves to tell stories. And that's what makes me, you know, in the author world, you only have right now in the U.S. probably about six males that can actually write romance and drama. And so, you know, I write, you know, in six different genres. But, you know, romance and drama, you know, that's my biggest stay. And I'm just a guy that enjoys life. You know, I, I work hard. I play harder. But, you know, I care about my city. I care about my state. Obviously, I care about my country because I did serve. And um, mm-hmm. I'm that guy that you can actually go to the family barbecue with and we can play spades with or we can actually yeah. sit at the table and, and, and we can break down some constitutional law. And you're trying and to so, start you know, fight. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, it, it's weird because in our playing family, you know, we're playing spades and then because we got five lawyers in the family. Mm-hmm. So we we playing spades and then we get in more fights about the law and cybersecurity just like, regular, like what regular families get into it about spades. So sometimes arguments about spade. you know, who we need. You cut diamonds and you got diamonds in your hand. Oh, we talking about the law. So that's who I am. I'm just a, a a well-rounded guy, literally and figuratively. And I just enjoy life, man.
0: All right, yeah, you been talking about some cybersecurity. That's my thing. <laughs> Ooh, we can talk some cybersecurity. And them doggone carrots, they be hanging out there for people to run behind. They actually got other stuff going on behind the scenes. Man, if they only knew. If they only knew. Yeah, it's... Whew.
1: <laughs> I see so many people mess up on Facebook with that. You know, hey, do this new cartoon character thing. And it's like... And you just give them a backdoor to your whole profile and all your passwords and do not even realize it. <laughs>
0: what is... And I know we... we before we... Well, I'm going to get off topic for a second. We're talking about security. <laughs> My biggest thing is people... uh worried about the government having access oh matter of fact but you know what let's talk about we, we're talking about voting so somebody posted a, a comment or a question on Facebook about you know what what's the problem with us actually verifying your ID through your your thumbprint or through a fingerprint through a biometric reader and people was like oh my god I don't want the government having access to my personal information my, uh, my, my, uh, my, my, my thumbprint and stuff my, my, so nah they, they got too much stuff they, they, they gonna be trying to do this and do that with my personal information so me coming that's again that's the world I live in that's what I got my education in and security I'm like well they already know who you are I was like When you got got a driver's license Yeah, (laughs) when you got a driver's license They had to already scan your fingerprint To put in your information On your driver's license I'm like, when you go to the doctor's office they have your information in the doctor's office and you worried about your security or you worried about your data being out there. I'm like, do you not remember the big Equifax hack that just happened not too right. long ago where all of your information, all of your information was leaked out, all the data breaches from at and all the telecom companies, the one they had with uh, Netflix, Sony, they had the big data. So I say, right. I to say, your information is already out there, people. Stop worrying about your... If, if you got online banking, if you do with Amazon,
1: Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, if whatever your information is already out there, and you're you're trying to come up with excuses, and your information is there, it's, it's there, it's there. It's like you cannot hide it. And oh man, I trust me, man. When, when I started talking about that, they looked at me. They they looked at me like, well, how do you know? Well, you know, I only handle it for the you know United States Navy and DOD, so you know. I only get called in for breaches you know they try to figure out what's going on and so yeah, I mean I really don't know nothing about it so you know
0: or if you so the only secure platform I do tell people this is the only secure operating system or or uh, mobile operating system that's out there is Apple so Apple that. does have within their server their server they have a two day period that they host your hold your information before it's completely wiped. Cause Apple didn't walk around establishing data farms. And if you right. don't know what a data farm is, a data farm is a ton of servers housed in rural areas. That's, that take all the information from out of those, the people that's living within that state or the area. And that's where all of your stuff is housed at. Right. So now who does have data farms, <laughs> Amazon, Amazon and Google, Google <laughs> said, so the, the two main operating systems that exist in a mobile arena right now is iOS, which is Apple, or Android, which is Google. Google CEO, former CEO said a long time ago, Google has no intention of ever deleting any of your information off of their servers. Ever. Period. Ever. You know why? Because they make money off of your data. Like the phone companies, they make money off of your data. Which means every time you send a message on your your uh, Android messaging system, I don't care what Android you use because everybody got a different flavor of Android, just like Linux, which is based off the Linux. They, uh, Your information goes through Google servers, same as iPhones right. through iMessage, but still goes through Google server. Google never deletes your data. Never. Never. So you worried Never. about <laughs> you worried about a fingerprint. If you got an Android phone, <laughs> your stuff already. If you sending out new pictures, the veniness of all that stuff is in Google servers. It's, uh, it's safe. You know, and Google I has no problem with cooperating with the would, government, unlike Apple.
1: <laughs> look, why Google will actually, if the if the government comes in with a piece of paper, we need. Okay, what's the name now?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> what, yes. Whereas an Apple will fight you and fight yes. you and fight you. And so that's why I tell people all the time, you know, I I love, I'm not going to lie to you, I love my Android, Mm -hmm. but I don't send anything over there that I I don't, I I can't afford to be seen. And I Mm -hmm. tell people that all the time, but even more so, I tell them, while you're out there taking those hundred selfies and you got other pictures and you're thinking, well, I didn't send nobody, it's safe. The cloud is real. The
0: cloud is real.
1: And guess (laughs) what? Uh, One subpoena. One subpoena, and and, and trust me, I, man, I've I worked many cases when I did investigations, and I go in there, and I pull somebody's entire cloud, and, you know, as a guy, I played at Omega stuff Fire in college. Mm-hmm. I, I, I pulled people's cloud and it made me blush. Now, I'm a dog, and it made me blush, and I'm like, ooh, okay, so... Y'all, y'all think just because you delete it, it's gone. No, baby, it's Mm-mm. always in the cloud. Mm-hmm. It's always in the cloud. So I tell people all the time, hey, if you don't want the world to see it, because they ever, if they ever hack the cloud and just release it, yeah, I hope you ain't, embarrassed.
0: <laughs> you I, ain't embarrassed. I said, I mean, of course, people got mad at me when I said it because everybody wants to do the whole paper system. And I'm saying, you know, paper ballots are good for, for yeah. uh when you're trying to do counts and stuff, but I'm like, I think we should go, and I say it on my show, I think we should go to a cloud storage voting system. Yep. And it was because I'm like, you can encrypt it. Oh, well, people can have I'm like, man, I said you don't know how hard it is to hack a cloud server. I'm like, yeah. it's it's hard. And I work in it. It's 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 hard. And because um, it, it's a it's it's more than a 256-bit encryption. Right. And I'm like it's and then you have multiple servers and firewalls that's preventing people from gaining access to it. It is hard, it is hard. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I think, and we are gonna get back to you. I just, we start to, you said security. And every <laughs> somebody says security, it. whenever you <laughs> say security, you know, my antennas go up, I was like, oh, let's talk about security real quick. <laughs> because people are so scary, but I was like, what are you scared of? Because your information already exists. You need to accept the fact that the the um uh, what was it? Because Bush signed it into place, the uh, not the Information Act, whatever it was, of 1996, when he partnered with AT and a lot of other companies to get backdoor right. access to your phone systems and stuff. Bro, they already got access to your stuff, so hmm. I don't know what you're worried about. Yes, paper is good, but we saw what happened with paper during Stacey Abrams' campaign when they was had back rooms of ballots that people forgot about. So, I'm like, yep. if, if you're worried about paper, you should also be worried about ballots getting lost too. So, I'm like, is right almost technically the same thing so for me being an IT yeah I'm an IT and yeah I like digital con- digital stuff I think digital stuff is made way more secure than paper because right. like you yeah. said with digital I'm always have a cash file even if I delete a cash file so I still got partial images that I can regroup stuff and bring it back together because it's stored yep. on an image drive so I'm like I can always they can lie by the ballot I can find your ballot if exactly. it's, under, if it's in, in data I can find your ballot Trust me. I so, got plans for that. I got plans for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's making you run for office, brother? Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. I can say I, when you, you know, start talking about IT stuff, I, I, I have to get on my see, high horse for a minute. Now,
1: watch it see. Here's part of that. What, what, what made me run for this office? Because sometimes change needs to come. And right now, George is about 20 years behind. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm not, you know, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, I have an app that I'm going to do the Secretary of State app, um, mm-hmm. where we're going to actually allow you. Before early voting starts, I want people to be able to be educated. Look at all the amendments. That way you can go Google them and research them and look for that. Um, we're going to have who's all running in your area. So Georgia has 159 counties, and that app is going to cover all 159 counties. So you're going to know who's running for school board, sheriff, governor, lieutenant governor, secretary of state, state representative. I want to see those changes to bring us to the modern times. Um Again, what made me run for this office is because I saw the inadequate way it's being ran. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to say this and I'm going to step on some toes this one, not just Republicans, but Democrats as well. Because when you have a chance to affect change, you either affect the change or guess what? You just go along to get along. I'm not that guy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to come in. I'm going to change the way, you know, that office is ran. I'm going to change the website. Our website is probably one of the worst secretary of state websites in the country. You will spend six hours trying to find your paperwork to run for office. I want to change that. I want to change the way our licenses is done. I want to change the way certification is done. So I want to get with all the technical schools and and show them this is how we're going to do the new testing. That is why I'm running, because I want to see my people, all people, black, blue, brown, yellow, it don't matter who you are. I want to see you get that opportunity and that chance to improve your life. And right now, nobody's doing it. That office is set on cruise control, and it's been on cruise control for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's time to change it. Yeah, it's just
0: I, time to change it. I, yeah, I agree. It's just time for change across the board, especially when it comes to uh, to Georgia, which is why I like having this segment, which is why I started this segment, because I get tired of people, and fuck you and I talk, the, the, and people talk about their policy. Yeah, I don't... Policy is great, but what are you going to do when you actually in office and what are you pushing for? And like, you know, let's hear more about who you are as a person, because I know if I can identify with you as a person, whether I like all your policies or not, if I can, I I can trust you then to know that you have my best interest at heart. So when you get this app built, so you're talking about doing this app when you're in office, who's managing, where's the data being stored and who's managing the data? And I ask that because... The biggest problem I do have when it comes to Georgia and their IT systems is now we starting to have these, shoot, these random shootings, which is crazy to me. These random shootings on a highway. Right. And we have cameras on the highway, but we don't house the data anywhere. The cameras are just meant for real time. Like you can't right. go back and pull any data. And they say the reason they did that is because they, <laughs> they don't have any storage. They don't, they don't have enough money to pay for storage and pay for engineers to actually manage that. Now, before I let you go in there, my whole ad, my thing is we have so many tech companies coming to Georgia now, which is why I, I like the implants. I know I'm always home team, but I do like the implants and the companies that have come in because of that. So I'm like, but we give them so many breaks why aren't we writing in there that because if along this tax breaks give us a percentage of your storage and have that be a part of your managed services when it comes to working within the state of georgia because it is a managed service the only thing you're doing is storing the data and the only time i want you to access that data you can set it on like my, my camera system well i ain't gonna say how long i got it for but set a specific time frame on how long the data can be stored and the only right. time that you will ever see me is if I have to submit a ticket in to pull that data off of your servers to send me the, the files and stuff. Right. So I'm like, why aren't we focusing on? So I asked that because I'm like, why aren't we focusing on that and having as opposed to giving all these tax breaks? We can still give tax breaks to businesses, right. but using part, part of their storage space to house the stuff that we need actually for our civilians here within Georgia. So, yes. Right. So now. Where do you plan on storing those that, that data that you're going to use for the application itself? <laughs> you know, we think a lot alike. And so my plan is, one, to
1: actually work with these IT companies we have right now. We're going to have a think tank session mm-hmm. in my office. I'm going to bring 10 companies in. I'm going to let them know that this is my plan for the app. I'm going to need some of their storage space. You guys have gotten all these tax breaks. So see, what you're talking about is the same thing. I'm going to tell them, I need 5%.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: 5%. Because most of them aren't using, they're not at 100% capacity.
0: They no, have storage space
1: just sitting out there. So yeah. my thing is, if I start getting these companies to give me access, you know, 5% to store this stuff, because let me explain to you how this app is going to work so people will understand who are watching now. Um, there's a three-layer security system I'm going to put with this app. So mm-hmm. you got your own personal username and password that you create, right? Mm-hmm. You got it. So let's say you get hacked. Okay, you get hacked. But now when you log in, I'm going to send a ping notification to your phone or your email address. Okay, so let's say you get double hacked and now they got your email address as well and they can respond back. This is the part that's going to get everybody. There's going to be a security code that every Georgian that registers for this app is going to be mailed to your home. And okay. so when you log in, you got your username, password. You get your PIN to your cell phone or your email address. Now you got to put that, 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 that security code in there. Everybody's security code is separate for that individual. Your wife mm-hmm. won't have the same one that you have. My wife mm-hmm. won't have the same one I have. If you lose that security code, then you got to send in for a new one because guess what? We're not going to email it. We're not going to mm-hmm. fax it. And you can't get it over the phone. See, now you have to protect that code like you do your credit cards, your social security number, and your driver's license. If mm-hmm. you lose it, then you gotta go, you gotta call in for a new one. We're gonna set that system aside on its own separate server. That is why I need the IT companies to give me storage. Because mm-hmm. I don't want that system attached to anything with the state of Georgia. Cause I gotta improve a lot of stuff security-wise in that office. Right now, when mm-hmm. when I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this as nice as I can, when the previous person before Brad had that office and you turned down the security help, you put us years behind again when you should have took the help. Because obviously you don't know, you don't you don't understand anything about cybersecurity at all. So now I got to go back and try to get with the feds to get them to bring their security stuff in, get my people trained on it. But I still will hold that server on its own separate sand. It will not be connected to anything else in Georgia. And that is why I want to do it. So literally those IT companies, Mm-hmm. You're here. You're getting the tax breaks. I'm asking you to help me out. You say you're investing in Georgia. Give me 5%. And so that way we can hold the stuff we need. And that 5% is going to be used later if we ever do get to voting, where like that app, eventually, hopefully, I want to get it to where we can actually vote because we have seven, eight, nine hour ways in the line. Mm-hmm. But if you can take your phone and log in with the same app, the same app that, that hey, we you just sound. talked about. Hey, you sound just like me, yo. You say so, but you but you, be, you, better pull up your app, log in. Mm-hmm. Here's your ping. This is me. Now mm-hmm. put your code in. And now you come to a ballot.
0: So here's the thing that pissed me off for people about that. They said, Well, what if you got people threatening you to vote a certain way in your house? I was like, But isn't that the same thing they do when they're in lines, <laughs> when they're at the poll locations? I was like, It's the exact same thing. And I said, So. Now the 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 backup code he's talking about that exists today already. So Instagram, well Facebook's because Facebook owns Instagram. Right. Facebook has that. Um what well WhatsApp has it because Facebook owns WhatsApp. Who else has that? It? It's another company that has that. But it's a hard code. So you right. only get one other company. So Facebook and Instagram gives you three unique identified codes, three like hard unique identified codes. These mm-hmm. aren't your two-factor authentication. So now we talk security. So this aren't these aren't your two-factor authentication codes, meaning your email address or your phone number. This is an actually hard, unique identified yeah. code to where you only get three times to use it. You only get three times to use it. And you have to have that specific code that was given to you the moment you set up that account Mm -hmm. and you added the added security feature. And once you use it those three times, if you mess up again, you have to reset your entire system or you like, he's like, man, as well said, you have to contact, in this case, Facebook to actually send them, send you over three more unique identified codes. And then you of course, you got to go through the whole security process. Like who the hell are you? What's your personal information? So again, Mm -hmm. you're worried about security. Your security stuff—you you already put your information out there. Now you start. Now we're talking about data integrity when it comes to voting and stuff. When you say you want to do the voting on the apps, and people said, "Well, you know, I, I, the voting system got hacked last time." No, it did not. No, it didn't. So here's the short and skinny about data security and when it comes to your voting, your data information for your vote, your voting stuff. So what got hacked? So you have your 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 web page and then you have your SQL server or your data page which typically is SQL or whatever you know data platform they're using to code the stuff in what got hacked the first time what got hacked last time was the web page so yes your web page has your base information but that's any website that's any website right. that's written in Java, PHP HTMLs, you know CSS any of that stuff That's so they hacked the front end of it and of course they got some data off the front end but nowhere in the front end can you change any vote because those that system is not connected to the actual data voting system, those are two right. separate platforms on two different IPs, two different NAT addresses, well in the host of NAT addresses. Right. Those are two separate systems that have no way of talking to one another. Right. So what you're saying, I because I, I was thinking the same thing too. I was thinking, why aren't we using we can use our smartphone? What if you lose your smartphone? Well, I mean. You still got access to, I don't want to say the cloud. It, yeah, it's, it's you would have to go through another authentication. If you go to another uh, another smart device, download the app again and still go through the authentication stuff using your two-factor authentication or one of your uni- unique identified codes. Like you said, it's going to be mailed to them to validate who you are. Well, what if somebody hacks my phone? Well, phones nowadays are hard to hack. I'm going to be real right. with you. This whole notion of people can hack a phone. No, you can. Yes, if, if somebody really wants to get into like an iPhone, I'm going to say nothing is unhackable because of me, I work in security. Nothing is unhackable. Everything can be hacked. But I'm like, you aren't that important. Just to be real with y'all, yeah, y'all aren't that important. Nobody's. And, then, and, and they're not important enough for the
1: hours that's going to take to yes. break it down. <laughs> yes, and that's you're what not important. To to people, you know, okay, and, and that, let, let's keep it simple. The Android, like I use Android. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm not important enough for them to send, spend the six plus hours to get through my system. Apple is worse. Yes, Apple is worse. But see, when we tell people when when they sign up for this app, we're gonna have an education tour Georgia. So we're gonna let people know: do not store that last bit of security. Do not store it on your phone. Do not put it anywhere on your computer. Leave it like it is. So like Big Mama used to always have that insurance policy hanging by the kitchen door. So when the insurance man came, hey, you need to put this in a desk drawer or mm-hmm. somewhere in your house, do not store it. We're doing our best to try to bring that office up to par. And so this is one of those steps. Like I said, right now, the first step is voter education. Mm-hmm. It's going to be wonderful because, again, I talked to people, they talked to me, I didn't know about these three amendments. And now you got to guess, yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. And you know you already been standing in line for three hours. So now you're really going to read that long amendment? Most of us won't do it. That is mm-hmm. why I want to have that stuff up 30 days prior to early voting. So now when you do go early vote, guess what? You have a chance to research this stuff. This is what's not being done. They don't care. They don't want voter education. I do. I'm going to put it in there. I'm not going to ask for permission. I'm going to put it in there because what I'm doing is voter education. So I'm not doing anything that the legislator will be mad about, the governor, whoever he or she may be, whatever. This is voter education. This is something that's under the purview of the Secretary of State. So I'm going Mm -hmm. to do it. It's going to improve all of our lives because it's going to make us all better educated. And I actually have about eight Secretary of State's officers right now that have heard about this app. And it's like, when you get it up, can we please come get a demonstration? So it's not just the fact I got Georgians excited. I got other states already excited about this. So it's going to be a wonderful tool for a lot of people, man, especially people who they just don't know. You know, i researched amendments.
0: I asked for video tutorials too. That's one of my biggest complaints. another big complaint I always say about my biggest complaint. It's one of my big complaints too, because a lot of times when people go into these sites, there's a lot of reading. And yes, I like to read, but a lot of people don't have the time because a lot of us are working the long nine to fives. And now because we got transportation problems, we, well, we've always had transportation problems. It's getting worse now because the city's getting packed out. It's taking you forever to get home. So when you get home, you still got to go, go through your evening routines. So right. if you have a video tutorial or something similar to what we're doing right now in this recording to explain how to maneuver through the sites and to actually how to fill out certain forms, man, we need that across the board with everything.
1: That's going to be in the new um, website we're going to do. So literally, mm-hmm. when you click onto it, it's going it, to, you'll be in front of your computer and it's going to show you step by step. So we're, man, that that new website is going to be awesome. And it's not the and. It's not the fact that just one company is going to build it. Literally, I'm going to bring a brain trust together. Like I said, a think tank.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's make this. I'm bringing the Chick-fil-A service to the Secretary of State's website. Let me say that. Oh, and you so need now, to- now, now, now when you come to the website, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. You're going to get faster. You're going to be smoother because some of our older generation people who have businesses, even when it comes down to, you know, renewing their stuff, you know, they have issues with this thing. Because mm-hmm. they get flustered with it. Now, some middle aged people are not as computer literate. I, I cannot claim to be the most computer literate person in the world, but I know about the security part of what I need to focus on, whatever else. So you always make sure you get people who are smarter. And see, mm-hmm. that is that, that's the ego in politics right now. You don't want to bring other people who might be considered smarter, but that's how we make things better.
0: Right. And
1: so we're gonna do that. That think tank will happen. And um we're gonna bring people across Georgia in because everything, you know, you got computer people in Savannah, you got computer people in Albany, Macon, Columbus, at you know, and so we're gonna bring them together and we're gonna sit there and we're gonna have lunch and we're gonna hash this out because I want Georgia to be the safest when it comes to online security for everything. And that's that's why that's that's one of my first goals. It's gonna be one of the first things we actually work on because that website and that app are very important to me and the rest of Georgia.
0: So, yeah, we've been talking about security a lot. Like I said, <laughs> that's my high horse. I love making i love making things digital. Not to say I want to get rid of paper ballots, because I think paper ballots should still be an option for our older generation and those right. who it aren't. is computer literate. And I would never say get rid of it. I'm right. just saying to help out with voting lines, because I know not every place, we know not every place in Georgia got long voting lines. It's just when right. you come to the brown areas, we got long voting right. lines. But um, I still would like it more convenient for for everybody across. I mean, for everybody, really. I mean, just to yeah. if you want to do early voting, okay, you can't vote right now because the site is not open on the app. So we, and then we're gonna right. get into more about you know you and you know your passion and stuff and what you love doing. But the app doesn't go full fully on to do a, to click a certain button until early voting begins, right? And these are things that can be done through cloud computing and whatnot. So. Right. That's what I'm like. I think we need that aspect of digital. And anyway, when you see in votes, you can see real time what's going on. You don't have to sit there and wait for people to count ballots and stuff. Everything has been authenticated because it's authenticated by your unique identifiers, authenticated Mm -hmm. by your biometric data and stuff. All those things are done. And you can you can we can argue all day long about what's secure and who got access to your information. This is my field that I've been working in for 20 something years. Right. <laughs> this is man's field that he done when he was in the in the military. And I are good. yeah, and, and, right. And deal, so I'm like I know more about this than you do as a regular consumer. And right. I know the benefits to it and I do know the downsides of it, but I could also because I'm a regular person too, I know the downsides of paper ballots and I know the downsides right. of the machines that we have out there right now. So I'm like right if you won't have to worry about power consumption when it's on your device, because it's your device, right. like your voting device. locations now, okay, we got the power that's being utilized by these machines are too much for the power that's all allocated within the school, so it's causing certain devices to shut down for whatever reason. But anyway, yeah, enough about that. You
1: know, so, man, it, what... It, 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 <laughs> oh, it, it, actually, okay, let's move on, because like we, 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 we could spend three hours talking about that. Yes. Yeah. The, 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 Another, another key function, which I, I tell people all the time, because when people hear Secretary of State, first thing they think about, okay, all you do is voting, er, pump your brakes, wrong. Yeah. We deal with the licenses, we deal with the certification, we deal with the graveyards, we deal with securities, we deal with all of that stuff. So let's let's take them one at a time, real quick. Um, when you deal with licensing and, 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 and certification, you got your plumbers, your electrician, your barbers, your beauticians. You know, you got all those people there who have to be licensed. Mm-hmm. Everybody is not a test taker. As a college professor, I had to defend my my uh, my thesis. I was in my doctoral program and that's when, you know, I got the better book deal. So I left my doctoral program because I had money on the table. My wife went and had to defend her dissertation. We can do the same thing for these people that are coming out of these technical schools with all these, you know, diplomas and everything else. So now instead of just being a, a complete written test, now I'm going to break it in three phases. You can do the complete written test. You can do a written slash oral test or you can do an oral test because everybody's not a test taker. Mm-hmm. What I am going to do is give more people an opportunity to get that license and certification in their field because, um, give an example, there's electrician in Macon, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And he told me he says I can't pass the test so I'm still getting paid as you know as an apprentice so that's that's taking money out of his pocket but they're getting the full pay because he knows what he's doing. He just doesn't have that piece of paper hanging on the wall. So now when he goes and he can he can tell you exactly how to rewire a house and everything else, we're going to actually get a group of your peers in, the, in you know in, in in the electrician field and now they're going to give you that old jam the same as they give you on a the thesis or anything else. you can't tell me we can't change this. People just don't want to put the time behind it to change it. People don't want to contact the expert in that field and say, OK, I need you on this panel. We're going to do, you know, your panel for three days and we'll let people mm-hmm. you know these are these are the three days that we can test you. Pick a day. Let us know. Mm-hmm. And so now we're going to do it that way. If you want to do the written, the written is actually online. So then do it. Do it that way. You come in and, you know, you go to the centers we got across the state. Do your written exam. If you want to do a written or obviously you got to come in now because the first part is written. The second part is oral, but it still gives you a better chance of passing and getting your license and your certification. Again, looking at stuff that the Secretary of State Office does outside of voting, most people only think about voting, but we vote every two or four years unless there's a special election going on somewhere in the state. There's always special elections going on, but there's so much in that office. There's so much in that office that people are missing out on. And so now I'm actually highlighting that. And people are understanding that, OK, so you got to plan for the entire office, which mm-hmm. is real good. We appreciate that. Second part, the um, the cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Our current secretary say just had to find a company seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I want you to hear that again. Not seven hundred fifty, not seven thousand five dollars not seventy five thousand. They find a the company seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars because they were not doing the proper upkeep to the cemeteries. If you are a Georgian and you want to go visit your loved ones, you should not have to worry about that place looking so horrified. It's like off of of a a horror movie. These are things that people aren't looking at, the little things that the secretary of office do. I call them little things, but they're huge. Mm -hmm. They are huge. And so it's so much in that office that we want to actually revamp, revitalize, and rebirth because it's not being done right now. The people who are supposed to be doing this they're getting pulled in and in, in the other fields doing other things. No, if you're on my cemetery crew, then guess what? I need you bouncing around the state, checking out these cemeteries, making sure that everything is up to par, because when you go visit your loved ones, you want to make sure that it's being adequately done.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
1: you know, that's something that they have to do. Um, my biggest thing is when we all go to vote, and I know you've seen this, if you vote in Georgia, trust me, I'm not trying to get rid of in-person voting, but when you go to vote in person, there's a bottleneck to when you got to give them your driver's license. That's where the bottleneck starts because it don't matter how big your county is. They're going to give you three computers to process people in. It don't matter if the line is six, seven, eight hours long, three computers. What I want to do is I want to bump that up to where it's actually 10 computers in the bigger areas. Now, five of those computers are going to be for the able-bodied people. Five are going to be for the seniors and the disabled people. Mm-hmm. Because when a senior and disabled people have to come in there, that's the issue. Now they, we got to bring them to the front because they can't stand in line five, six, seven hours. They're gonna pass out or get you know sick or whatever else. So now we got two separate lines. We got the able-bodied people flushing through. You got the seniors and the disabled people being flushed through over here. When we finish that line on the senior disabled side, now we pull the first five over here. We get them in, boom, now you're voting. Some senior come up, we put them in. Now when they finish, we pull five more people. It's gonna cut the times in half or more. And these are simple, Implementations that they can do, they just don't want to do it.
0: Yeah, why they haven't they? Know. That's kind of weird though. Yeah, you that's I never thought about that. It's like why aren't we allowing the disabled and the seniors to go first in line?
1: But see, but I, I'm not even talking about first in line. I'm talking about giving them their own line.
0: So I'm just saying, like, I'm just I, saying, even with that though, it's, it's, it's like it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, why are like, you making them? I would give up my spot. Uh I mean, right. just me being from the South for right. a disabled person or a senior a senior citizen.
1: You know, I'm awful see, taking care of when, elders. When, when, when you do that, you got ten computers running, and pe- first thing people say, "Well, they don't have enough training. They don't have enough volunteers." Yes, they do. I'm gonna tell you what you have to do. You have to engage the people who want to do because you have people who actually have called and tried to email to volunteer, but then you only do your training doing either business hours or other times. You need to offer that train at
0: different business times. Business hours. A week. Yes. You can't
1: do that. You sometimes you have to train people on a Saturday morning. You know. Have your people go buy some donuts and coffee and train them how to intake people. Train them how to operate the and boost themselves because, like you said, the power is a big issue. So now we need mm-hmm. to look at how we can actually work with our partners who allow us to vote in these buildings. What can we do to improve your, hour, your, 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 your energy output so that we don't have machines shutting down? I want to get people in and out,
0: and that's the biggest issue. Now, you know, it's funny. The last push we had for these new machines that we got here... They did was during training. Whenever the Dems had an event, they were during trainings there too. What I found funny was, and it's not funny, when it came time to vote, people were acting like they didn't know how to use the machines. Like they know how to, they didn't know how to work the machines. And I was like, this is weird because they was training all the time for these new machines. Right. And I'm like, how is it that when people finally volunteer to go in there and work, they don't know how to troubleshoot them? But I was like, what. Yeah, they're like giant iPads. I was like, right. "They're always training on it." Yeah, that would be to me. Then you would, again. This goes back to a whole video tutorial, like when everybody wanted to know how to do something. What do you do? You go to Google. I mean, you go to YouTube. You look. You look it up on YouTube. And you find it. Yeah, it's like so. If you want to learn how to use the machine, and you know, you've already gone through the training, there's a video out there that exists to show you how to, a quick video to show you the key steps on how to go through it. And if it's actual trouble, trouble, then yeah, you gotta contact the manufacturer, right. whoever the state partnered up with. Yeah, you do. So you're from Albany. Right. You're from rural Georgia. Like you ain't from rural urban Georgia. Georgia, you're from rural Georgia. No, I'm from rural Georgia. Man. Now, one of the things that I gripe about is, why don't you think, like I said, we just having a conversation. Why don't nobody ever focus on rural Georgia? Like we always focus on the, the major cities. Let we don't ever talk you. about the rural people.
1: They take, they, look, they take it for granted. And um, I'm going to be honest with you, since we're talking, it's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. It's honestly it's disrespectful. Um, we showed in 2020 what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so now I have rural Georgia excited about my candidacy. So, you know, here comes rural Georgia again, because now that, you know, it's been 15 years since we had somebody in the Constitution office from rural Georgia. That was Mark Taylor and Kathy Cox. And of course, you know, they bumped heads running for governor. So mm-hmm. both of them were out. So it's been 15 plus years, and everybody wants to focus on Atlanta first. And, and it's sad. Savannah doesn't even get detention. It deserves. Mm-mm. Savannah does not get detention. It deserves. So it's like everything is Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. And I tell people, I don't have an issue with Atlanta because I, I lived in DeKalb. I lived in Gwinnett. You see what I'm saying? I was up mm-hmm. there when when Atlanta child murders were going on. I lo- I, I was at by Mall when it really was Greenbrier Mall. And, and so I tell people I've seen the best of both worlds. Um, the slower pace down here is fine, but we moved back down here because of my wife. Her mom was down here. Her mom was
0: getting older. And so and you you're right. And that's the thing I talk about, too, because it's like like you said, I come from Macon. So whenever right. we talk about issues, we always talk about either the city or we talk about urban areas. But for me, I like I said, I I come from Macon. I got family. The majority of my family still is in Macon, Macon and Savannah. Right. And uh Milledgeville. I mean they all across the state. Right. But I'm like, you know, you can't always focus on the city areas and urban areas. You have to look at rural areas too. And I'm and see when I say rural areas, I'm not just talking about specifically about black people. I'm talking about right. white. I'm talking well, it's typically black, black and white. <laughs> you don't, you don't have too many Hispanic people. I mean some of them that right. moving out there now, but it's typically black in Georgia, it's black and it's white. Black and, white. Yeah. and I'm like, I'm not just talking about black people, I'm talking about white people. Cause everybody being forgotten about, but and I'm like, why are you forgetting about these people? Because we, they live here too. And yeah, I know I'm where I'm from now. It's a highly populated area, You even living in Loganville. Right. But I can't forget about my family and the people that I grew up around that live in rural Georgia, rural areas right. period, across this entire country, rural areas, because right. they need help. They don't have access to big hospitals all the time. They don't have access to giant grocery stores. And even right. like when you and I was growing up, we had like the local, local farmers markets everywhere. Those are being cut down. And I tell people all the time, I was like, man, growing up in Macon, dude, you couldn't go if you was homeless, you couldn't go hungry. You just couldn't go hungry because it was food everywhere. Well, it went on meat. It was fruit, fruit and vegetables everywhere. Everywhere. You could could walk down anybody's alley, and and you you
1: could pick a peach, plums, grapes, Um, know, tomatoes, everything. And so it's still here. But I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing that I'm hearing right now. You know, Albany at one time. You know, we had Cooper Tire. We had, you know, we got Miller Brewing, which is cool as Miller Brewing now. You know, we had a Merck. We had Bob's Candy. You know, we had we had the Airplane Construction Company as well. We had all these corporations. Now we've lost, you know, three of them. Mm-hmm. We have the MCLB down here. Why isn't the state make sure that they're focusing on something? Because we have a we have a major depot, not yep. just an MCLB. We have a major depot, the only one on the East Coast. So. What I want to do, another thing I'm trying to do is, you know, to get them to, 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 to generate some energy is I want to have a program set up where the veterans, when they get out of the military, we're going to set them up to start their own small business from the, from the you know, from the skill set that the military gave them. You need more companies. You know, we don't need more dollar generals. And I tell people that. Yes. When, oh, when God. You, when, yeah. when, when you get oh. more dollar generals, it lets you know that you're almost getting ready to be at that food desert area. We lost mm-hmm. a major grocery store chain down here in Albany. And so the people on the south side of Albany, they did not have a grocery store. Now we finally have Food line has come in and replaced them, but they went almost nine months without a major grocery store on that side of town. The job market is coming here now. You got all these low paying jobs. Well, you need to bring in some other better paying jobs. Mm-hmm. And those better paying jobs come from which? Those, five, those top five seats in Georgia- those are the people that meet with these CEOs and these other corporate, you know, headhunters who are actually looking to expand in Georgia. And if you don't have somebody from South or rural Georgia speaking up for South and rural Georgia, you won't get anything. And, and so, North right Georgia, now, too. And, and so that, and yeah, North Georgia is getting ignored, too. And so that is the biggest issue, because, you know, as you know, everything goes through the Secretary of State Office. So I will actually mm-hmm. have access to some of these people coming in. OK, I know you want to build your factory here, but guess what? We got a location down here in Macon or Columbus or Albany. Let me take you on a three-city tour. Let's mm-hmm. hit Macon, Columbus, Albany, and let you look. See, right now, when you only focus on Atlanta, you only focus on trying to build up Atlanta. You cannot build up one part and let the other part go. And yep. the example I use to people is you can have a handlebars, you can have a seat, you can have a front wheel and a back wheel on a bicycle. But if you don't have a chain, you're not going anywhere. Mm-mm. So rural Georgia is like that chain that, you know, you really don't pay attention to it till it pops Mm -hmm. And so right now, that's why South Georgia stopped doing so much with some of the parties, because they feel like that chain about to pop and we're getting ignored. With my jumping in, now that energy's coming back, well, we got a chance. We have a chance to be heard again. We have a chance for somebody up there to say, hey, we got some areas down here. You know, we got technical schools down here that can train the people that whatever you need to. And so just like the MCLP, they did that, you know, with one of their programs out there. So it allows people now to get that training to go get federal jobs, better pay. Same mm-hmm. thing with any other company. If you come in, we got the people who can train you. And I know there's, there's some people who don't want to work. or They might come out there and work for a little bit. But a majority of people want that good paying job. But we have to actually spread the work. You know, yep. you, you you can't have the whole cake in Atlanta and then try to throw crumbs out to everyone else. Because now you're throwing crumbs in North Georgia. You're throwing crumbs to Savannah. You're throwing crumbs to Albany and the crumbs are not enough to feed everybody, that is why people were so shocked when that South Georgia and that Blue Wall area woke up and came no. out and voted like they did. And so now that that same energy is there again. That same energy is there,
0: and that's how we change it. We yeah, have That's to what we have with, um, with Amazon and the plant they put close to, uh, close to, what is it? It's in Griffin, right? The in plant Britain, they yeah. put close to Macon. And it was yeah. like they had so many people applying for jobs. It's like, you got so many jobs. You got so many people down, there. they want to work. But yes. you, like you said, you're not giving people, you not giving people you're not giving people good to, jobs to work. And it's like you got so many companies coming here now. Like you said, man, man, we don't need no more space in Atlanta. Atlanta is full. You can't go. No, no, you no, correct that. No, correct that. What? Atlanta's overfull. Yeah, we are filled. We are runneth over. And like the church say, we are the cup is runneth over. We are full. Yeah. Go, you can spread it to other places. They need jobs too. Yes. I'm not trying to say that we don't we have a lot of trained people here in Atlanta in OTP outside of perimeter. We do. But we have a lot of smart people, too, that live outside of the perimeter. And like I said, in the rural area, my my family alone, I got a ton of people in education as professors there. Uh, you know, they live out in the making areas and whatnot. You have a lot of educated people. And the problem that we have, people go to school to get educated. There is no jobs. Down there. what are they supposed to do? They leave. They leave. And it's yeah, like, what right do you now. do about the town? Because if the town is not making any money, because you don't have no jobs, and the 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 typical what it would be is hand out to the next generation, next generation I there because there's no jobs. No job. What's gonna happen to the taxable money that's supposed to be going towards repairs and everything else in the town? It's gone. It's gone. And see, on top of that, you gotta remember
1: not only the taxable money here, but then what about state resources? See, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, now. You're looking like, okay, we don't have to send the state resources down there. Yes, you do. We still need that. Mm -hmm. We still need that, and we need it really, really bad. But again, if you don't have somebody up there that's willing to say, hey, can you look at these other areas? Because I guarantee you. Now, I'm going to use my bully pulpit to talk about everybody else outside the Atlanta area. I got love for Atlanta. Atlanta's going to get what Atlanta's going to get. But I'm going to be speaking out for rural Georgia, north, south, and that western part, because again, Look at Savannah. As big as Savannah is, why doesn't Savannah have a, have a satellite secretary of state office? Right. That's ridiculous. And so yeah. I'm going to put it in there. And so I have a I have a small plan and it's so funny. When I explain this plan to the business owner, they looked at me like, wow, that's not a bag. I'm going to actually add $2 to the fee that all the businesses and nonprofits pay every year annually. $2 a year. $2 a year, not a month, not a week, a year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to pay to put that salad office in Savannah, build that call center need to make Georgia better when it comes to efficiency for licensing, for certification, and for business. Because now you, we have a dedicated call center in Savannah, Georgia, to actually handle those calls. So now when you call, hey, I'm calling from Jim's Barbecue. I tried to get this form done. I can't get it done. Let me help you out right We're going to say, what's your full name? Uh, put it up. Okay, what's your email address? I'm going to email you this form. Here you go right there, sir. Just print it out. And then fill it out. Or you can fax back in. The fax number's at the top. There you go. See, this is stuff that I want to do that they're not doing right now. They don't mm-hmm. want that kind of service. But guess what? You're going to get it with me. And that's why most Georgians have changed their mind. The same thing for Albany. That satellite office is in Tifton, Georgia. Now, if you know about South Georgia, okay, that means I got to drive, what, almost an hour? Mm-hmm. To go to the secretary of office in Tifton. Mm-hmm. But then what about, about Austin? What about, yep. you know, what about all the other places? Why do we mm-hmm. why do we have to drive an hour, two hours? And I know Tifton needs stuff, but there they're not enough businesses for Tifton to justify that. That that was a political favor. So now I'm going to fix something that was a political favor and move that office to Albany. And that way now Albany, Lee, and and Worth and all these other places, now they now they're closer to that Secretary of State office to get stuff done. That's what we need. If we don't start electing people who have new ideas and want to make things better for us, then we need to stop it. Yeah. Because we keep, we, we keep putting these hoppers in. What I mean by hoppers is you ran for this office, you ran for that office, now you want to run for this office, now you want to do You don't have a plan for what you want to run. You only want to be there for two, four, six years, and you're looking at what's my next jump. Mm-hmm. That's why I tell people, no, I don't want to be your lieutenant governor. I don't want to be your governor. I don't want to be your senator or your congressman. I'm going to be your Secretary of State. I'm going to fix a problem. And anybody that's real, they'll tell you the Secretary of State office is a problem. And it's more than just voting. I'm trying to get that across to people. When you go to the Secretary of State's website, you'll see it's more than just voting. If it was just voting, when you log on, it's going to have one tab, just a (laughs) vote. Right. (laughs) One whole page. (laughs) One tab for voting. It's more than just voting. So it's like, I'm not going to talk about the the bill that's a law now because that's that falls in that 15 percent. I'm trying to make Georgians' lives better because it's not just business owners. It's the regular employees. It's the people who I'm going to barber school. I'm going to beautician school. I want to be a plumber. I want to be electrician because they need that same attention. Mm -hmm. They need that same attention. And when there's not a special election going on, guess what? That office still has to run. And it's not running about voting. It's running about everyday life issues with people. Mm-hmm. You know, th- th- another example, something that really ticks me off is that, let's say you work in a field like I got, I got a massage therapist here in South Georgia. She, um, I met her. She's like, one thing I want you to look at. You know, she got a DUI six years mm-hmm. ago, right? Okay, so she works in a, in 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 a, in a massage therapy field. She got the mm-hmm. DUI every year. She has to go through a board to see if they're going to let her keep her. Massage therapy license. What? And Why? That, explain it to me like I'm a like I'm a grader. <laughs> and so my thing is, okay, so she got a DUI mm-hmm. and she has a license from the state of Georgia. That 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 rule they have, it it, it is cave-managed because okay, she has a DUI. Okay, she went out, she party, she drunk, whatever else, And you don't have to party to get a DUI. You can go no. ahead and want too many drinks depending on your weight and you know what how much you had to drink. Okay, so she made a mistake, but she fixed it with the course. Why are you fooling with her? Right. Why are you bothering her about what she does for a living? Mm-hmm. Now, when I first get in there, I'm telling you now, that's one of those things that got go to go too because, you know, that she get in trouble, that's the course issue. That's the right. course issue. You t- tell me what a massage therapist got to do with me re- having to board me to determine well, we're going to see if you if you really want to, you know, if we're going to allow you to um see your client you know you know your people who work hard and trying to get their muscles relaxed or your prenatal clients what does that have to do with the factors that office? god right. darn gone thing. see that's why i said we got to get more modern because that they're, they're, they're trying to make work to be busy and i think you understand what i'm saying when it, somebody makes work so they so they appear to be busy no mm-hmm. you're wasting you're wasting manpower hours when we could be doing other stuff So see that right there now be something very critical then we'll look at that issue. If you if you, if you you committed attempted murder, then, yeah, if you try to choke somebody at the massage problem while you was them Then we'll look at that and pull your license. But unless mm-hmm. there's a complaint that comes in, we shouldn't be bothering that person. Right. They should be able to go in there, renew, and go from there. If something critical mm-hmm. comes up, then we'll actually meet on that board and determine whether or not we give that person their license again. If you're a plumber and you totally to destroyed a plumbing at somebody's house and they filed a complaint with you, then we'll look at that. Maybe we'll suggest you know, some retraining for you. But all this other stuff, and then they don't meet all the time. They meet every three or four months. So now you're still back wondering, am I going to have my livelihood that i worked in like her for 14 years because I got to get this group of people to say yes or no. I'm sorry. That's too much government in people's lives. Yeah. That's too much, especially when she already had to go through the court system. She's paid all her fines. She's not on probation. Why are we messing with her? Right. So a, a lot of stuff that, that's in there, I want to do that. So, you know, they're calling me a maverick. I don't care. I don't care because some some stuff has to be changed, man. We we're still stuck in the seventies and eighties where we want to control every little aspect of things and some stuff we shouldn't be bothered with.
0: Well, I get tired of the fact that everybody wants to stay in the old system, but we want to still be in the digital system. And I'm like, you know, again, this comes down to the paper balance and doing other stuff uh, digitally. I'm like, I hear what you're saying, but you ain't got much longer here anyway. (laughs) So it's like, so you want us to continue putting laws into place to protect, which I mean, I do want paper ballots and stuff. I mean, I'm just talking about paper ballots. I'm just saying the old antiquated stuff. It's like, I get it. I want to cater to those people that aren't technologically inclined. I do 100%. But at some moment in time, you have to transition. You have to transition. There is, right. I mean, there is no other way around it. You have to transition into right. the 21st century, the, the 21st century, which we are in the 21st century. You have right. to transition into that, which we are be digitally connected. If, you, if that was the case, why do you even have a smartphone? Why are you walking around with a flip phone? Why? We don't why? have rotary dial phones anymore. You got used to that. No. We stopped Man, doing rotary dial years ago. Do
1: you know that 80% of people don't even have a home phone anymore? Right. Over 80%, they don't have home phones anymore. So this is what I... Visualize for that office um, The voting app It's not going to take 50% of voters Only about 25-30% of people Are going to vote on the app If I can get it pushed through Like I want to Okay right. that leaves by 75% right Out of that 75% Most of those are seniors They vote by mail right. So this is the part This is the part that got me Because the group that Want to get rid of Vote by mail Your base does that By the majority So I'm like right. Okay that'll work for me too If you want you want to be that crazy Then you do it but if a person wants to vote by mail and all their information is there then guess what you got some states that vote 98 or 100 by mail and they don't have issues people people fail for the okie doke and the lie not all people just a small percentage of them they fail for the okie doke and so that's it for
0: me i want people well, i mean go- that's how that's how old boy won that's how 45 won i told you we don't call his name that's how 45 won See, he you, went you to them. Number. See, I say forty-four, forty-six, and the one in between. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I don't even call the number. Yeah, I they, call the number. Yeah, that's how homeboy won. Homeboy won because he he gave them something different, right? And everybody wants something different. They're getting tired of the whole. Which I was telling uh, uh, Priscilla. So if you had listened to my episode with Priscilla Smith who ran for office, she's going to be in her runoff too. So she got 30 days for the next, uh, I think it's 30 days or 58 days, something like that, for the runoff to come up. So she did well. But uh, like I told her too, when I told her why I supported her, because she's somebody different. Yo, we don't. I'm tired of seeing the same cookie cutter politician people in there and they don't know how to speak to regular folks. I'm like, we need more scientists. We need more engineers. We need more people mm-hmm. that have actually worked in the fields and the positions they're, the they're trying to run for. We need those people out there. We don't need, bro. I, I like a lawyer. I like law. I do love law. I do love, like, most of my I mean, IT, you can't help but love all law working in IT because we have to write policies and stuff. And I tell, I got to debate with somebody about that too. I was like, you ain't gonna tell me a lawyer is smarter than an engineer. I was like, that ain't gonna happen. I was like, because, <laughs> We, we not only create policy, we build it. Right. First of all, we reverse engineer it. Then mm-hmm. we build it to make it better. And then once we got done, we get done building it and making it better. We have to create the policy and the, the rules behind it. So then, once we get done doing it, we have to train people on it. And once we get right. done doing it, we have to present it to a way to the board and everybody else that don't understand technology on how it works. And then right. we have to create. And train. So I'm like, so we do everything it takes. I'm sorry, I, I love engineer. I'm an engineer. We love everything it takes to and to build something out and create the rules that go along with it. We understand more about policy than anybody else out there. Exactly. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, that's how it goes. You know, but see, just just like what you just said, um, I tell people this right here, and I'm going to hold true to this my entire time with the Secretary of State Office, because I do believe we're going to win this election, because we are getting support from Democrats and Republicans. Um, when I win this office, you'll never hear who I'm going to vote for, because that office is supposed to be the most unbiased office yeah. in the state. And so you'll you'll never hear me say, Hey, I supported this person, that person, whatever else. And I tell people that, and they're like, because I had people ask me, you know, like, we had a local school board race here. It just mm-hmm. happened yesterday. And people, man, so can you endorse me? I can't, because I've already I've already made a commitment and a promise that I will never go out and endorse people like that. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, it's not going to happen. If I'm going to actually give you guys fair and, and and promising results for all these elections, I can't seem to be like, I'm favoring this side. Right. Because this side is going to say, well, you know, we know you support this person because you said it. You'll never hear me. You'll never, ever hear me say that. And I tell people, if you're a Democrat and you're going to win, you're going to win. If you're a Republican, you're going to win. You're going to win. So, yeah, it got some people all riled up. And I said, see, that's your problem. You don't want people to be fair across the board. You want Mm -hmm. me to lean either left, right, or right. No, I I am straight down the middle with this. As your secretary of state, I should not be endorsing anybody. Mm -hmm. I should not be telling you who I voted for. I'm a Georgian just like you are. I get to vote and cast my ballot. But as Secretary of State, I should never, ever, ever tell somebody. I don't care if we're having coffee at IHOP or we're we're, we're at the Governor's Ball in Atlanta. I'm not telling you who I voted for. Mm -hmm. And that's how that office should be. It should be ran where I only see Georgians. I only see numbers when it comes to elections. I only report numbers when it comes to elections. And this is a new, refreshing thing that I'm going to bring to the table because people are like, so you're not never, ever. And, and, and one person said, are you sure how, how far would you? How far you willing to go? I said, I don't know if you're a religious man, but if Jesus said, I'm coming, I'm running on this ticket right here, I'm not endorsing him. And that's just, and that's what I mean. And look, and you know, me being from rural Georgia, you know how we feel about going to church.
0: You sure do. Yes, right. So,
1: so, so guess what? No, I'm not endorsing nobody. I'm not telling you, hey, this is who I'm supporting. No. And so... If it makes you mad, then that means I really need to change it because that's the problem. Mm-hmm. too for too long, people have been in office, again, Democrat and Republican, and you hear them talking about stuff. I'm more focused on getting the veterans, their own small business. I'm focused on doing the woman's entrepreneur tour that I want to set when I when I get kicked off here. That's six different stops around the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. six different stops showcasing female business owners. And I wanna showcase them because they have a lot of talent that's not being centered on. As Secretary of State, I deal with business all day long. So I'm gonna get with the labor commissioner and I'm gonna get with some other leaders in different parts of the state. And I'm like, look, let's put this showcase together. We're gonna do this annually. So get ready guys, because somebody might be might find, okay, this is the person I need for this. I was ordering this from Nebraska, but now Mm -hmm. I found out I I got a female business owner right here that's four hours away. Now, I'm even closer. Yep. It's the bigger difference. So I'm focused on Georgians, and that's what it should be. Again, voting is 15% of that office, but there's 85%. If you went to a job and you only focus on 15% of that job, you're going to get fired. Mm-hmm. You have to focus on the entire job of what you're doing.
0: I'm that's glad you're talking about vets, though. Even though, yeah, I know you ex-military. It's just, it it's sad as me when I see people... That went out, sacrificed their life, and served this country. I don't care if they served it for their own selfish needs or going to school or whatever, right. they still went out and served this country, only to come back and have the country just just crap all over them. Yeah, and, and I'm that, like, but, you, it, and it, that, no it it that's agitates me to no end. It agitates me
1: to do it. We have to do it because look at all the veterans we have that are in Georgia right now, mm-hmm. and homeless. Right. homeless, right? So the, but, but trust me, like I said, and see, that that's one of my pet pee projects. You know, we do that during Thanksgiving and Christmas where we actually try to get them set up and get them fed and everything else. And I'm going to continue to do that work, even the Secretary of State, because, again, it gives me a bigger bully pulpit, right? It mm-hmm. gives me more confidence that, hey, we got some veterans here that are homeless. I'm going to I want to actually see what I can do because there's a nonprofit, you know, in South Georgia that focus on this. I'm going to see how I can pull everybody together. So we can start trying to build some mini houses all around the state and and those mini houses, you know, while they might not be glorious, um, a mini house versus sleeping under a bridge or in an alleyway is a whole lot better because I nice. want them to have running water. So, see, again, the secretary of state office gives me a big bully pulpit and I'm going to use it to actually do everything I got to do, plus a little bit more. That is why I tell people, no, I don't have time to worry about governor, lieutenant governor, everything else, because I got enough on my plate. What I want to do when I get in that office. I don't want to see, you know, homeless veterans out there starving and and not having running water. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to take no excuse from anybody, Democrat or Republican. We spend so much money on frivolous stuff. You can't tell me that we can't do anything. So every time when the session is in, as long as I'm Secretary of State, I'm going to be begging Democrats and Republicans for money for homeless veterans. And I'm mm-hmm. gonna be talking to them and I'm letting them know, hey, we got these guys who serve. And now if, now if you tell me you don't wanna help me, I'll use my bully pulpit and say, I wanna talk to these representatives right here and none of these representatives right here want to support homeless veterans.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: one thing about it, everybody either knows a veteran, they are a veteran, or they got family members a veterans. Now mm-hmm. I'll cost you a job and I'm and I'm being real with y'all. I'll you, I'll cost you a job because I'll tell everybody this person don't care about veterans. See you have to learn how to use your bully pulpit for good, right? And see, right now, a lot of people use their bully pulpit for personal gain. Yep. See, I don't want personal gain. I want to. I want to see my my fellow vets actually get one leg up, because mm-hmm. most veterans are proud. They're not. They're not going. They're not going to come actually help. So when you start building the many houses, because you got land that's just sitting there, or you got old um, homes that are just sitting there, if we can actually get the state to say, okay, we got we got a Department of Veterans Affairs for Georgia. So now all of a sudden, you know, you got a nonprofit here. Let's help that nonprofit increase their, their funds, take over this building. Now we can tell the disabled best, hey, if you're in Albany, Macon or Columbus, here's the, here's the location. Go there, take a shower, get a good night's sleep, get a hot meal in your belly.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, even, even if they just check in for the evening, yeah. it gives me something to say, okay, I can sleep better at night because, you know, I'm going to have to support my homeboy. You got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. something's wrong with that something's wrong with that we spend too much money overseas on everything Mm -hmm. but what about my fellow vets and so that's going to be things that I'm going to work on so again as you can see I'm not the typical person who runs for office you know and so people that look at me they say well this is your first time
0: no I ran I ran 20 years ago I ran for state representative from Albany but who cares if it's your first time they had no problem supporting Ossoff and Warnock (laughs) so I mean
1: whatever and I, I had a guy, he told me, says, I never heard of you. And so I just simply replied back. I said, I never heard of you. I said, but my name is Manso Pidgey. Here's my website, what I want to do. And so then he, then he after I actually, you know, got him like that, he decided to take it to the inbox. Oh, I wasn't saying to be disrespectful. I said, I understand. You were saying it because you wanted to know who I was, right? You know, look, look, try look, to smoke. I knew he was being disrespectful. Right, okay. And, and, so, then, and so then he comes back, he's like, but yeah, I, I looked at the website. You do got some good ideas, man. I, I guess I, I'm gonna see you. When, you know, when you come to Atlanta, okay, you'll see me. My, my schedule is posted, but my Facebook page is wide open.
0: Anytime you want to talk, you can talk to me. I'm and that's crazy. why I, uh, I use my platform. My, that's why I use my my platform as a bully platform too, because I call it for what it is. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrats. Because even when I'm talking, even with the whole the line waiting out in my district. If you wait in line eight hours and you get tired of waiting in line, it's not benefiting no Republican because this is a blue no. district. It's benefiting the Democrat that's out here. So why is him or her in a hurry to get stuff fixed? Because the only thing it's doing is making sure they didn't come and They're going to always stay in. They're going to always stay in office as opposed to people challenging them, come in and have a chance of winning because they don't right. want people waiting in line a long time. So right. I'm like, it's uh no I, it, people just need to be taken care of especially like i said i bet and we, we spent so we can't we spend so much money on the military and i'm like i wouldn't have a problem i, I would have a problem but still to to increase keep in, increasing the military budget but you ain't increasing the pay i'm like can you increase the pay if, if same the way i feel about police officers too i think if you're risking your life yes your life you only get one of them if you're risking your life at bare minimum, at bare minimum, you should be making 80,000 a year. I don't care if you a new recruit. I don't care how right. many perks they give you. I don't care about training they give you. You right. get training on the job, wherever you go anyway. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you are risking your life right. at bare minimum, you should be getting 80 to 90, if not six figures, because you only got one life to live. And especially in the military, you got now, I'm not even talking about police. police. You will suffer from some PTSD. But in the right. military, you are typically in foreign countries. If you're a ground troop or you're Marine or whatever, you're in foreign countries. So you got to deal with all the mental stress of being away from family family. You got to establish a new family over there. Then you have mm-hmm. friends around you might potentially die. So you, you suffer all kind of mental health issues. Right. And then you got to come back to civilian life and figure out how you're going to take all that you learn on how to be a soldier and be a right. weapon. Pretty much how to be a weapon. I don't care if you were serving in IT. I don't care. You got to take all that stuff and figure out how you gonna adapt that and do it and work it in a civilian life. A lot of people don't know how to do that. And the the, the the discipline is not there. When you come from the military
1: to the civilian side, the discipline is not there for the people that you're gonna work with now. So right. you're used to doing things one way and then now you see all these people slacking and doing whatever else. And it's not everybody, but then you see stuff that can be changed. Well, you're the new guy here, be quiet. I'll, right. throw, one more, I'll throw one more group in there for you. My biggest issue is that like every year we raise money for teachers.
0: Yeah. Why do I why do I have teachers buying supplies out of their paycheck? Oh yeah. So now you talking about my first responders. So yeah, teachers are my first responders. Yeah, why is sure. it that, that I was talking about it with Priscilla too? It was like why is it the first budget to get cut? Why do Why do you always Why do you cut education before you cut anything else? That everything, is the first thing to get cut.
1: Everything else, and it's like like because literally, and 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 you're know you're on my Facebook page now, so you're gonna see me like in three weeks, you're gonna see me start raising money from my friends for shoes for school. And, you know, for gift cards for teachers. And so Mm -hmm. the teachers, we we try to give them a $100 gift card and we try to collect as much as we can to do that. And people are like, well, now you're campaigning. And I'm still going to do it because guess what? Either you're going to support or you're not. But my biggest thing is I know that teachers go out there and and they go to Walmart before school starts. You got to buy pencils and paper and crayons and other stuff because then you have some families out there, they can't afford to get it. And Mm -hmm. the part that irks me is that you got in there to t- get mad about teachers and, and their summer breaks. Go work in the classroom. I worked in the college classroom and I've seen kids coming in, there, Mr. Peterson, you, know, you know, I'm barely making, I paid my fees, but I don't have a book because the book is $340. The book is $340. And then when you try to go back and resell, they're going to give you $50 for it. Yep. So, what, so what I started doing was I got with the book companies for my students. I said, give me at least 10 books, you know, a semester. Give me anytime we change books, give me 10 books. And so what I do I let the kid, I tell the kids, here, here's your agreement. I'm gonna let you use this book for free, but you have to return it. If not, you're gonna pay the full 350. And I'm gonna send the money to the company and buy a brand new one. And so mm-hmm. that's how I was able to do that. You have to use your bully pulpit because the companies want me to buy their books. They want they want me to get the kids to buy their books. Think about it, that's 45, 60 kids in the classroom, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna give me 10 books. If you don't give me 10 books, I will get somebody else and they're going to give me 10 books and I'll use their book. Now you're going to lose that money.
0: Mm-hmm. But see,
1: as department chair, I had, to, I had that authority to say, I'm not buying books for you. So again, teachers need those gift cards. We buy those Walmart gift cards. And I tip, And it's so funny because literally um, we ship stuff to Atlanta, to Macon, to Valdosta, you know, Albany, Columbus got some. So I tell people, find me a teacher that you love and tell me why she deserves this. And that's the only way I could do it. And so now I'll tell them, okay, I'm gonna send you a digital Walmart gift card. Go in there and buy some supplies. Um when the pandemic hit, um, my wife and I, we were buying supplies from the military bases. Mm-hmm. So we had access, and everybody was running out. We had access to buy that stuff. Everybody wasn't buying it. So we were buying supplies and we were, we were giving goodie bags to teachers, to um to to the to our United States Postal Service, um, to our UPS, drive, all those people, you have to look out for the people. And if you don't have a heart to look out for the people, why are you in this position? And I'm not going to call this elected official out, but I, I called one. I said, hey, I need you to, you know, help me raise $2,000 because I got, I got some more teachers I'm trying to get, you know, cleaning supplies for. Lysol and white. I said, I, I have the access to buy. Man, I ain't giving them much no teachers. I'm like, excuse me? I said, who taught you growing up? Right. A teacher. Who got right. you ready for the future? And their pay sucks when you look at what they have to deal with. Their yep. pay sucks. And so that's why people, when they see me do it, you know, I've had people who tell me, man, well, I don't want to give because, you know, you don't want to put up a whole bunch of pictures. No, you want me to shame people on social media for you. I said, I don't need your money. And I put tell up, people. Put up pictures for what? Because they want to shame people. Like, like when I do shoes for school, they, they they want me to put up pictures of the kids and the shoes. Why do you want me to shame kids why do you want me to shame teachers that that you know that can't afford to buy extra supplies why do you want me to shame people when we go out and buy thanksgiving dinners or we buy the toys for christmas you want me to shame people and see that's the big thing i don't know if you've ever seen that meme where somebody was drowning and had like 20 hands out there with the cameras with the phone and they're recording the person drowning but not one person went out trying to help Mm -hmm. so see that's what i do i try to reach out and help and i tell people if you're not a helper I don't want you around me. So I've turned down people. One lady told me, well, I, I got $5,000 for you. I just want pictures. I said, well, you can keep your $5,000 because I don't shame people. And she was like, you're really going to turn me down? I said, I'm going to turn you down. Just look, just like a flapjack, you turned when I flip. <laughs> and she was like, oh my goodness. Wow. And her and her husband wound up coming back and he gave me the money because he told her, he said, if you were down on your luck, do you really want everybody sending your pictures on social media? And you know, and he used a term that I use now. He said, "I don't want my stuff on Instaface," <laughs>
0: Insta and I and I not do nothing but
1: laugh because he, you know, but he but he made a good point. Yeah, when you're when you're at your worst, you don't want nobody to look at you, man. You don't want people seeing your picture and sharing it. You know, 150,000 times. You know, this person got shoot. No, we don't. We're not supposed to help people for likes. You're supposed to help people because you like helping people.
0: And that's that's. That that is the tool. That's the thing. I scream from the top of Stone Mountain. Is I because people were saying this stuff to me. Oh, I don't know who you are. I'm like because I don't go around and serve just so I can get some social media love and get some black, some likes and stuff. I say like, I don't. I'm like that's not why we were put here. We were put here as I. So I I like science too. I'm like, we were put here to help one another. You can't get by without helping somebody else. You're not supposed to. I'm like, so, right. So I'm like, why do I, why is the only reason even if it's because I don't care how it seems disingenuous When you want to go out and help somebody And then you turn around and take a picture of it Say oh can I get a, a selfie with you And you you know clicking your camera and stuff so you can put it online Oh look what I did today I'm like I don't care nothing about that I'm like when I went to mentor these kids When I was working with uh, the pioneers and stuff Or when I was doing stuff for United Way And I had to go Or I had to go when I was with the church And we had to go to some of these uh, women's shelters And they was only allow men around certain times I'm like man I wasn't thinking about trying to take no pictures Because to me it's right. just is is it's hurtful, especially when I went through it, too, because I'm like, it is. if somebody was there to help me out, I don't want nobody taking a picture of me when I was at my worst, because when I was at my I worst, it? it was outbroken. Do you know why
1: I do it? My mom was hooked on crack cocaine when that first wave hit. Mm-hmm. I got evicted no less than five times. That's why my time was split between Over and Atlanta. So imagine coming home from school and you see all yourself in the front yard. Right. And, yep. then, and then we and, and then we go get a U-Haul and then now some one of my is to pay for us moved to Atlanta. And then we hit kicked out of Atlanta. We backed Albany. And we back to Atlanta. We backed Albany. It. So it's like literally, I know what it's like to sit there starving. I know mm-hmm. what it's like to be homeless. And that's why I challenge these people. I'm like, most of y'all have never been through anything. No. Nope. I know it is I know what it it's like to eat out of a garbage can. See, I can proudly say that now because I pulled myself up. But mm-hmm. I had people helping me to pull me up. Um we had a guy and his name was Deputy Dog. I don't know if y'all had in y'all school system, but we had a deputy dog. And so he mm-hmm. would come around talk to schools and he took us to the college I went back to teach at Darton. Mm-hmm. It was it was all in junior college at the time. That was my first time seeing a college. I was from the hood. I had never been on a college campus before. But then he fed us. And so he would come around, he would check on us and then he died and he replaced him. So I got a chance to see that lifeline. That somebody that cares can do mm-hmm. so now i'm doing my part to help people and that's what i'm doing i'm actually helping those people get that money for food i'm buying those shoes and we got a shoe owner uh, a shoe store owner here in albany and so it's so funny when we, when we first started it was only 10 kids then we mm-hmm. got the 30 kids 40 kids right now we got 82 kids on our list and what i do i challenge my facebook friends i'm like hey guys i got 82 kids on my list the average cost of a pair of shoes is 50 60 you know, if you can sponsor a pair of shoes, sponsor. If you can't, give me 10, 15, 20, and three of y'all can pay for one pair of shoes together. But now they know what it's like to get new shoes. I went to shoot. I went to school and I had holes in the bottom of my shoes. So when it rained sometime, guess what happened to those socks? Because I didn't have a washing machine to wash my clothes properly, right? Mm-hmm. So funky socks do what? That's that that that, that everybody told smell. it, right? Mm-hmm. So, everybody so trust me, I went through my own share of of downside. So I do my best now to help. Again, when you know what it's like to not have, mm-hmm. it pushes me to help even further. And now on this business side, I know what it's like to have that position where you can help people. Now I want to help more. And so that's the problem they got with me because I'm not the typical politician. I'm not just focused on, you know, hey, let's get my five or six buddies and help them make some money, whatever else. No, I'm coming for the people of Georgia. And if mm-hmm. you don't like it, guess what? We don't care because the support is picking up. One thing about it, we're about to shock everybody in Georgia. And and, and that's the biggest thing because, you know, everybody in Atlanta has, you know, they have their numbers, they have their things and everything else. But rural Georgia is about to get a representative in Atlanta. Rural Georgia's <laughs> about to get a representative in Atlanta. And that and that, that's what shocked people. But think about this. When people in rural Georgia can't get the job, where they move to? And they move to Atlanta, were-
0: right? Yep.
1: Most, a lot of them moved to Atlanta right so see mm-hmm. when you think people think okay well you know we got Atlanta because you know we're all ATLs up here you know I'm a Grady baby no you got a lot of babies born in South Georgia so baby you can't count on 100% of Atlanta being with you we got a lot of people in South Georgia that's why I said we're about to shock the state of Georgia on that primary night now what you heard it here first bring it back when you go on paper you can say you know what I talked to him on this day and he told me that they're about to shock Georgia and he pulled it off. And that's because I'm out here with the people. So You can have the bells and whistles. I'll give you that. I'd rather have the people mm-hmm. who I talk to. I'm looking at you dead in your eyes. I'm telling you what I'm going to fight for. And see, most of these people know I've done what I've done for years and you've never seen me brag about on social media. Now, all of a sudden, those same people are telling their family and their friends. And so that's how we picked up support all over the state and that's how we're gonna shock them. Trust me. I, you can have your bells and whistles. I'll take the people.
0: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I tell people all the time about um, endorsements and stuff. And I'm not talking about any particular candidate. I'm just saying in general, money. endorsements don't impress me. I don't. I don't care about endorsements. I, you know, it's what? money. Don't
1: impress me because if, if money was the reason why people win, guess what? Michael Bloomberg, be president, winning.
0: Right. <laughs> and same same here. I said that too, people, because that's the first question. Because you and I talked about it. that's the first question people always ask you: well, how much money you raise. It's like, what does it matter? Because I've seen people raise eight million dollars; they didn't even win. They raised hell. They didn't even come in a close second. So I'm like, like so what, what? does that okay, even so mean? What,
1: but look, not not to make anybody mad, but the twenty the the, the last election cycle, um, Joe Biden was in dead last when it came to raising money and everything else. But what sparked him? The people. So, yep. The people. Now, don't get me wrong. We know there's a congressman that sparks it by telling about I'm supporting him. And then even if he says it, without the people jumping on board and sparking, Joe Biden is not president. Kamala Harris is not vice president. You can have the bells and whistles all day long. Michael Bloomberg had a multi-million dollar facility and set up and everybody was there and they had all their computers and they had all their analysts and they had all their they, they consultants and everything else and they were just spending money left and right, blah, blah. blah. And guess what? I'ma say it, old school country style. He got that whooped.
0: And he so did. He
1: got it, he got it whooped. And if you think that is important, um, the Clinton machine. Mm-hmm. The Clinton machine, when Bill did it, yeah, he won. But the Clinton machine got beat not once but twice, right? hmm The Clinton machine got beat twice. You know, that guy from um that, that 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 state up there, I just um, and he was just a senator, but you know, for some reason he he upset the Clinton machine because Everybody said the Clinton machine going... I can't remember the president's name. Um, it, it's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Barack Obama. He didn't have the Clinton machine. Now, for those of y'all that are listening, you know I'm joking about not knowing his name. I know his name.
0: Trust yeah, me. Yeah, he, he being sarcastic, yeah. Watch
1: <laughs> it. I, I hope they can understand the sarcastic But at the yeah. same time, it, when she ran again, what happened? Oh, the Clinton machine got defeated again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She was battling with Bernie, and she was battling with Elizabeth, And then the people rallied behind somebody else. And guess what? Down went the Clinton machine twice. Now, if Mm -hmm. you are a boxer and you got beat twice, you know, at your chance for for a title, you're not coming back again. And guess Mm -hmm. what? I don't think she's coming back again. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that people aren't the ones who win campaigns. Yes, you'll get your support. Yes, I'm going to give that to anybody. Here in Georgia, we know we got to get 50.1%, right? Yep. I'm going to tell you right now. The people have not spoken yet. That's why when I tell mm-hmm. people you say this is the favorite, you say this is the presumed to presumed nominee, until the people vote. You can't say that.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: can't say that. Roy Barnes had close to $11 dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Sonny Purdue had 1 million dollars. And see, now, now now I'm giving people education when it comes to campaign finance and how money don't get you everything. Sonny Purdue got him. Sonny Perdue got him with a million dollars, and he had, he had close to eleven million dollars. Yeah, I keep telling people stop always assuming just because you're pulling the money. Yes, that means you were able to convince enough people to cut you a check or go to your ad blue whatever else. Because before act blue, that's how far that's how far I go back, to politics Because before act blue, guess what? You know you had to go pick up checks and everything else. Mm-hmm. You know everybody think you know, and I got act blue now, but I tell people don't be fooled by the money coming in because. That could be money. People are shoveling in whatever else. But do you have the ear of the people? Do you have the people's attention? And that is what's going to determine twenty twenty two for everyone. Yep. Do you have the ear of the people? Because right now we know we don't want Trump backing off. Right. We know. We know we want to try to flip Georgia blue. We don't
0: say his name in the show.
1: Right. So you know, I just (laughs) had to say that time because it's like we. I I had to really let them know. It's just we know that the people are going to come out in droves. So when I had a lady tell me, I'll see you at the primary and I'll see you in November. And I said, definitely. And then mm-hmm. she said something and, and it hurt me for a second. She was like, but if you're not on that November ballot, I'm not voting. I'm skipping that office. I said, please don't do that. Mm-mm. And she said, why? I said, because if you let somebody like a Jody Heiss get in that office, that secretary said that office, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I said, "Win, lose a draw." I'm gonna support the Democratic nominee. Now, me personally, I plan on winning. Right. And I'm telling my people, but see, you gotta remember this goes back to the disrespect that South Georgia has had for so long. Mm-hmm. Now they're saying, okay, it's either Mansfield or piece on the bus. I'm like, no, guys, we can't take that attitude. If mm-hmm. we, we're running the great race, if 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 I lose the primary, then I lose it. And let's focus that energy on, on flipping that whole top blue. Let's focus on getting right. some of those house feedback, some of those sentences back so that we can get back to taking care of our teachers and our other people that we got to take care of statewide. I said, now, we plan on winning. I said, but this is how we get our neighbors involved And in, like, you know, like one young lady, she's 23. And she said, I voted for the first time in 2020. And so I, I just looked at and I said, well, I'm gonna need you to vote in 2022, 2024, 2026, 2028. And she was like, why? I said, because every time your vote doesn't come in, that's a vote for them. Mm-hmm. That's a vote for them. So you have to get you and your friends together making it to a party. yeah. Making it to a party. So so you're going to see my Take 5 initiative come out where I'm telling all of the people, hey, Take 5 with you. Take 5 with you. Because if you Take 5 that, that, that don't want to vote, we need them to vote. We need those 5 to vote because that's how we pull up enough numbers for everybody to win. And we have to do that. We have to win. 2022 is our best chance to flip Georgia around completely. You know that? Because right mm-hmm. now they are divided on the other side of things. They are divided and we all know it because, you know, when you got 44, 46 and the guy in the middle, when him trying to come in, you know, they, they are divided over there. They can they can try to lie and say they want to, but we all see it. This mm-hmm. is our best chance to flip it, but we have to put people in office who are going to care about you. We have to put people in office who's going to think about everything outside of Atlanta as well too because if everything focuses on Atlanta, again, if, if you're building a sandcastle, and you only build one side of it. You don't have a sandcastle. Right. You just got a pile of dirt. Yep. You know, last month I checked, the sandcastle had four walls. So Georgia has a complete map. You got to look at all 159 counties. It doesn't matter if they're Republican, they didn't vote for you. If they come to the Secretary of State office, I'm going to help them. Right. I'm going to help them. See, I, I don't, I'm don't. i not coming to the Secretary of State office to work just for Democrats. No, I'm coming to work for Georgians. And that is the mindset that we're trying to make sure we implement down here. I'm not telling you who to vote for. I'm just telling you to vote. Right. I'm telling you to vote. And people are like, well, who do you, who, who should I vote for? Governor, lieutenant governor? I said, I'm not telling you who to vote for. I just want you to vote. Now, I do have a particular person for Secretary of State I want you to vote for. Now, I can tell you that. I need you to vote for me because I need, I need to be in there to make changes. Right. I can't make those changes if you don't vote for me. Right. And so they laugh, but I'm like, look at the candidates. Research them. You got time. This election mm-hmm. cycle, this is a full year. It is a yeah. it hadn't even really
0: hadn't even picked up yet. Like people are not really making any announcements until later on this year. So right, so like, people people announcing early now just right. to get a get a run out. But I'm like, you still don't necessarily know who all putting a name in the hat until the last part of the year. And that's why, you know, believe it or not, with so many
1: like right now, I think Lieutenant Governor has what, six five or six people there? Mm-hmm. It's gonna whittle, but then somebody else might jump in. Um mm-hmm. right now, you know. We got two people, Secretary say, And I say that because somebody else is pondering it. But it's like, until you actually show me a website, show me a platform, I don't believe you. Right. Because anybody, anybody can say I'm running. Yeah. Anybody can say I'm running, but that doesn't mean you're going to go and put everything together. Right. It doesn't mean you're going to go put, you know, that, that core people together that you got to put together and start talking for you. Because right now, everybody's jostling for support. Because I, I I see the wave coming in the Secretary of State office. I'm telling you, I see the wave of, of, of red money that's going to come at me, and I know it. Now notice, I speak things into existence. I speak like they are there because I know for a fact they don't want to see me in the office. They want to see their guy in the office, and I mm-hmm. know a lot of people who don't want to see their guy in the office. So that's why we're out there. We're traveling the state. We're doing it. And when you see me in your area, trust me, you're gonna see this. You don't see these, these two big buses with my logo and that big old smile that I got on my Facebook page. And I'm going to get out there and I'm going to be talking to people like I'm Cousin Pete. And they're going to be like, wow, that's Cousin Pete right there. That's, <laughs> and that, that's how you have to get with voters. Mm-hmm. You have to make them feel like, hey, man, that's that's family there, man. That's mm-hmm. family. Because look, all blood, look, all, all blood ain't kin. Nope. But I, but I guarantee you, by the time I leave your area, you're going to say up and down, you know, I swear that boy, my cousin. Mm-hmm. He my cousin, my mama's side. You know, we care about the mamas. You know, shout out to all the dads just probably a weekend coming up. But hey, they're gonna say I'm a cousin on the mama side, and I'm just being real with you. But that, but that's why people are actually gravitating toward me because it doesn't matter if you're a CEO or a janitor. I can talk to you the same way. We can have a good time, and um, that's just how I am. But I want to see Georgia get better. I want to see. I want to see our education jump up, and I know that has nothing to do with my office. But guess what? It's another bulletproof thing. Right. It's another bully pulpit. So w- when you see your Secretary of State out there raising funds to help teachers with supplies, it has nothing to do with my office doing it. But I've mm-hmm. done it for the last 15 years, right? Right. It's But see, now, now I'm actually forcing other people to say, hey, wait, you out there doing that. I need to be helping too. So now mm-hmm. we get more support for the teachers. This is what you have to do. You know, we have to force the change. You know, take you back to that famous quote that I always tell people. Real power is never given. It's
0: taken.
1: Yep. It's taken. And so we're going to take this power and we're going to turn things around for Georgians. I said Georgians, not Democrats, not Republicans, for Georgians. Because the more Fortune 500 companies we get to move here, the more small companies who get to come here, the more people who build small businesses. Now we're building that tax base up. Now we got more money for infrastructure, stuff that we want to do in Georgia. See, this is my plan. That is why you see me trying to, you know, negotiate with the people who are, who are running for, you know, Labor Commission. I can't tell you who's going to win, but I want them to know, hey, if you get in there, this kind this of stuff that is coming from my office, I need to work with you on this. Mm-hmm. It's going to make you look good, too, but we're helping Georgians. That's the whole difference. You know, when you get with the governor and, and, and the legislator doing that session, I'm doing stuff for Georgia. Because right now, you look at Atlanta has perfect 5G, Right. Now you drop, you watch this. Look, what? No, nah, you uh, trust me. Th- 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 this is you. <laughs> Atlanta <laughs> has perfect five G, right? Okay. But then look, the further you get outside the perimeter, man, your four G be acting like two G.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and and that's an issue with, with rural Joy. That's why that's why you see me using. You know, while your your while your five G is not perfect, imagine coming back down here to where you know. Yeah, you got four G, but it's still slow. See that right. goes back to the infrastructure part of what I'm trying to say. I mm-hmm. need I need you to build it up so now when new companies come in, they're gonna be like, okay, you know, they got the, they got the good internet They you know they they got they got everything going good. We can put a, we can put a warehouse down there and hire some employees. This is why you, that bully pool for the secretary state is so important because when I go show them, hey, you need to actually make sure we have better access, you know, to Wi-Fi and 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 broadband all this other stuff because. Other companies are not gonna look down here. And right. after a while, you're gonna run out of spaces in Atlanta. You're gonna run out of spaces. Mm-hmm. You because look, watch this. You you can't stretch the land. You only have so much. And so when I can tell the company, now you come down here, you can actually buy a location for 20 25% of what you're gonna spend in Atlanta. And you can get your workforce. That just saved the company's money, right? They mm-hmm. still get the tax breaks, but now you're helping other parts of Georgia thrive. And as we all know, when all Georgians thrive, Georgia thrives as a state. That's the bigger difference. That's what I want to do.
0: <laughs> so as we, uh, we wind down, tell these people how they can reach you. Tell them about a little bit more. Well, tell people how they can reach you and what your campaign is looking for right now. And when you finish all that, one thing I do ask of all my guests, especially being a Georgian, because you know I'm, I like home teams, being a Georgian, uh, leave a word of encouragement because we, we surrounded by so much negative stuff. I asked all my guests to come out. I don't care what my show is about, care if it's about tech or anything, I always leave a word of encouragement to bless over the people.
1: Everybody can reach me easily on Facebook, Manswell T. Peterson. Same on Instagram or Twitter. Um, if you look me up, you'll find me there. Um, that's what, and the campaign, we just want more people. We mm-hmm. want more people who want to see a better Georgia. Um, Georgia is a state, not a city. And I remind people that. Um, So my words of encouragement is it doesn't matter where you start. It matters where you finish. I've been there before and I'm a product. I was the son of a crackhead and look at me now. Now I'm running to be your secretary of
0: state. So you can't tell me nothing's possible. Everything in this world is possible. Just believe in yourself. And see, I I like that. I like people actually highlight some of the things that they've gone through in their life because a lot of people try to shun away from it because they're worried about the image it might portray which is why i'm, I'm always say i tell people to be the authentic authentic use not to tell it just to get people to follow alongside them but just to tell their story to let them know that they're just human as the, as the other person is which is why i tell people about all my hardships and stuff i had to go through and me losing the kid and burying the kid and me being homeless and trying to figure out how to pay bills and stuff and taking care of two households and it's, it's not to say I'm I want it, I want this trophy or anything like that. It's just that I understand the struggle. I, I understand it. I'm not there now, but I understand it. And like you say, I was able to overcome it. I was blessed to be able to overcome it. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, you know, thank you for being on, you know, good luck on your campaign. Appreciate I know. That. I know you're gonna do well. <laughs> I always say, you know, I, I love people that come from this area. that come from Georgia. Same thing I told Priscilla and other folks. If you to be a Georgian, and it's nothing against the implants coming in, nothing. And I, I sorry, calling people implants. Those coming in from outside the state, but to be here at our age, you know, we've seen a lot. Yep. Georgia wasn't always diverse. We've seen a lot at our age. We're not young, and we right. may look young, but we ain't young. We've seen a lot <laughs> of change in our state. And for the good, some of it was for the good. And we've seen a lot of ugliness that y'all haven't seen before. you just coming on the tail end of it. And now you're seeing it. and But that's my word of encouragement when it comes to don't always chase after the character that's in front of you, because the character that's in front of you is the trash that we've seen for years b- before. So for right. us, it's, it's old news. It's time for some new business. So right. stop chasing what's in front of you because you, while you chasing what's in front of you, you can't really see ahead of what's in front of that and what's going on behind you. So I always say, stay true to yourself. Focus on your focus on your true happiness and your mental health, and always run your best race to chase everything around you for the betterment of information to make you a better person and help right. those that are around your area. Thank. Thank you, man, as well, for coming on again. I am Antonio Hicks, Escaping the Matrix. You can find me on ptgtv.online for all of my connections out there, my social media platforms, and even when I'm, I'm, I'm back to gaming again on uh, Twitch. And I game to help out with my mental health and my sanity, <laughs> and yeah, just to I'm have some fun. game. Okay. <laughs> just to have some fun <laughs> some so fun. you know come out join the stream we'll sit down we'll chat we we'll just chop it up and just have a good time it's not always about politics which is the whole purpose of this episode because yeah everybody have their own political belief everybody have their own religious beliefs but I like to see the real side of people and the humane side of people of who they actually are and what they like doing outside of trying to serve the community so thank right. you all for tuning in again Uh, If you follow me on Apple Podcasts Leave a like, subscribe Please subscribe, leave a comment Because we do welcome the comments Love you all, thank you for tuning in Happy podcasting